You are listening to the Safety Heroes podcast, the podcast where we delve into the world of safety professionals and explore the critical role they play in ensuring every human goes home safely. Our guests are the unsung heroes and natural leaders of the safety space. If you're in the safety space or have no clue what happens in safety functions, this podcast is for you. Join us as we celebrate these heroes, hear their stories, and discover the human side of safety and make sure it's constantly evolving for the safety of our people. My name is Musa. I'm the founder and CEO of Pixera and your host for these episodes. Because when it comes to safety, every hero deserves a voice. So welcome to the Safety Heroes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Safety Heroes Podcast, and it's going to be a good one. I'm very excited to introduce our guest today, joining us from JTI, a leading global tobacco company that is committed to responsible business practices and promoting harm reduction is none other than Alicia Martinez. As the Corporate Director of Health and Safety, Alicia brings with her nearly two decades of rich experience in the safety industry. Currently based in Switzerland, Alicia's journey is as inspiring as it's impressive. And she's here today ready to share her knowledge, what's at the center of her work and the lessons she's learned along the way. Alicia, your dedication and commitment towards shaping a safer, healthier work environment is truly commendable. With your diverse experience and innovative approach, you're indeed rewriting the rules in the safety industry. And we're here for it. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. So I find it fascinating to hear how professionals like yourself got into the safety field. Maybe we can start with you sharing a bit about your personal journey and what inspired you to pursue a career in safety. Sure. So I'm a mining engineer by education. And I started my career in heavy industry that, as everyone knows, right, uh, safety is very important in all these industries. But to be honest, I can't point to the specific moment when safety became essential to me because I grew up in a mining region in the north of Spain where accidents due to gas explosions were very common when I was a child. So I clearly remember seeing these horrible images of injured miners on TV and their family members waiting outside the mine to see if their loved ones were alive. So I think that safety and worker safety have been a part of me from a very early age. And what drives me is the sense of responsibility towards the employees and knowing that I have the capability and the tools to ensure that everyone goes back home safe every day. You know, it's a very inspiring story. Start looking at that and seeing that growing up must have been, you know, really difficult. And and in general, the safety field is very demanding. You know, when you think about that, maybe you can reflect on what motivates you and keeps you passionate today when you go to work to ensure people's safety. Yes, it's about people, right? That's what really passionates me. That is about people and keeping people safe. It's at the end of the day, they're just people that go there every day. And we all know that safety is very important because it's ultimately looking at people's lives. But can you think of any major challenge that you've encountered while implementing safety measures and ensuring people's safety? Any example that can be shared would be appreciated. I think that cultural differences are the most significant challenge that any health and safety professional faces when tries to drive a change in the safety culture or improve the safety performance. And this is especially noticeable when you start working in a big organization like ours, when you have people from different backgrounds, different experiences, and especially a different perception of risks. 
I have faced it many times because in the past, especially I was a consultant, this feeling of being in a completely new and different environment and not only the company culture, but also the country culture and finding myself in a very difficult spot of how to make sure that everyone understands what you're trying to, to do for them and how to follow the rules and why you're following the rules. Lately, I think the most challenging situation I had was when my company acquired a business in Bangladesh where we have not only a huge sales organization with thousands of people, but that in a country that has very deplorable road conditions, no enforcement of the law, very poor driver training and completed erratic pedestrian and driver behavior. So it has been incredibly challenging to bring these people to the same level of standards that the rest of the company. It was kind of a cultural difference in how the people were driving in that specific region. Exactly. In this case, it was about driving. But I think every time you go to a new country, you encounter these differences. And how did you and your team handle that? We always set up, first of all, which are our standards that are the same across the world. So we have the same expectations for everyone, but also we focus on education and training and making people understand that whatever their perception of the risk as we see it in the company is different. And there are certain rules that you need to follow when you work for us. But I think the focus is more on education, understanding the risk, and understanding the potential consequences of some of the things that uh, you do when you do not follow these rules. So if you take a step back from that, you know, based on your extensive experience, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned in your career regarding safety? Again, that we're dealing with people, that this is very important and you need to adapt sometimes to these different cultures and different personalities and different perceptions of risks, putting yourself in the other shoes and convincing them in the way that doing things safely is the right thing to do. Yeah, it seems like such a complicated process when you're dealing with things at a global scale because cultural differences, ultimately, as you said, it's all about people, right? And people that are very different are very hard to predict. Maybe, I mean, this takes us to the next section talking about best practices. What are some best practices that you can think of for organizations to adopt to enhance their safety culture at a global level, like in GTI? The key thing is first addressing the highest risks for the corporation, for the group, and do it in a systematic way and then adapt to the local way of working or the local way of engaging or communicating to making sure that things actually work. I think that will be my recommendation in general, what I have seen throughout my life, professional career that has worked better. Yeah, it's like set these processes, but be flexible and adaptable to different cultures. Yes, especially flexible and adaptable on how you communicate and how you engage mm. with people considering the different cultures. And are there any specific tools, technologies, or methodologies that you recommend that have worked for you and helped you improve safety standards? More thinking about which are the future methodologies and the tools that we need to, to use, to be honest. I think that we need to embrace digitalization, that this is crucial in reducing risks for employees and contractors are also key in engaging with employees. And also in the near future, very near, I think we need to start considering artificial intelligence and how it can help us move from a reactive way of managing safety to a more predictive way of managing safety. And I know there are many, many different 
tools may be too many, right? The, the mm-hmm. average health and safety professional finds too many things to choose and too many things to do. But again, I will take this risk approach, right? And using these technologies for the, for the highest risks first and testing things. So yes, I think in a way, my methodology is always, first of all, not being scared of new things and testing them and trying new things and then again, adapting to the culture of the different locations. Yeah, it's like there's so many things popping up in the AI world as well, like, you know, image recognition and companies that are proactively indicating if something could happen through camera technology. But are are there there other examples of AI that you've come across or in general, just kind of figuring out how AI can help? I mean, of course, a lot about virtual reality training, especially for high-risk environments, reducing a lot of apps for driver safety, QR codes that host key information when you go to high-risk areas. We're using drones. So there are many, many things out there that we are testing. But it is true that sometimes are not necessarily the most adequate across the corporation. And the next question is a question I really enjoy, and I like asking it after this one. So if you could choose one safety superpower that would help you so much, what would that be? To be honest, for me, the biggest superpower that health and safety professionals have is people-centricity. Because everything that we do is about people and ensuring people are healthy and safe. And if you think about it, and everyone, governments, companies, everyone will put people at the heart of their decisions. Probably the world will be a better place. I'm going to move from that to a question that is a bit more difficult to approach. And of course, we don't have to give examples of any company. It could be something that is public that you've heard of. But throughout your journey in the safety space, what's an incident that resulted in serious injury that people can learn from? Something you can share that we can extract a learning from for listeners. The first one that has popped in my head was the one with the oil platform in Mexico that exploded. And a lot of learnings there, but I think the key issue was not putting people first, right? I think there was a push from the company in general on productivity, and then there were a lot of shortcuts taken. Yeah, always brings us back to people. Such a, always bring us back uh, to the people and and when there are conflicting priorities, right? Even if a lot of companies say people come first, but it's not always the case or it's not always the final message that the employees hear. And these things happen, right? And if you take a step back maybe and zoom into the future, what's one thing you would wish becomes the norm, you know, across all safety functions and in, in all companies? Again, I do hope that we embrace i.e. and digitalization, but without losing this people's centricity. Like finding a way to complement people's centricity through technology. Exactly. I think we need to still keep people at the center. And I think that maybe one of the ways of doing this is actually also looking into diversity and inclusion. And I'm talking here about diversity of thinking, because when we are different people thinking about the same challenges from different perspectives, we can all contribute. So I hope to see more diverse people leading health and safety around the world. Great. Love it. Honestly, it seems the theme is so focused on on people-centricity, which, I mean, this is ultimately what it's all about. And if there's one closing thought that you can think about here at the show that you want people to walk away with after listening to this, what would it be? Don't forget people. Honestly, thank you so much for joining. I think this was sharp and and focused and and you have quite a few important lessons here. Just to confirm, where can people who are listening follow you and, and learn more about your journey? 
I mean, LinkedIn, of course, and yeah. I attend some conferences and sometimes I'm invited to, to be a speaker so they can follow me in LinkedIn and know a little bit more about myself. Yeah, we'll share your LinkedIn profile along with this when it's ready. But again, thank you so much for joining and really, really appreciate you. your time. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Safety Heroes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to click follow. Until next time, stay safe.